you want to make more sales, you want to close more deals, I'm going to give you the five best tips to improve your franchise sales skills. You're not going to miss this one. This is the Franchise Pitfalls and Profit Show. Each week, we bring you the challenges and triumphs of being in the franchise development and consulting business. The things you need to make money faster. And now your host, one of the most successful franchise developers in North America, Don Shin. Hey, you know, everything I bring you is pretty practical tips and and things that you, strategies, things you can implement right away in your business. There's not going to be probably uh, a, a video or a training or a podcast more like that than today's. We're going to talk about the five best tips for improving your franchise selling skills, probably improving any of your selling skills, and to improve your conversion rates. So let me pull up a quick slide deck here and share some things with you. First of all, in franchise sales, you've got to have a process that takes the candidates uh, through something. In franchising, it's all about systems. It's following the system. It's, it's learning and mastering processes that the franchisor has developed. And you begin to qualify a candidate. You begin to 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 determine if they're really a good fit to be a franchise owner by taking them through a process. Can they follow your your candidate uh, recruiting and and sales process? Um, it also helps you uh, reduce their uh, their concerns and their fears when you have a process. And at the beginning of that process, you explain it. You tell them all the things that you're going to do with them. You tell them all the ways that you bring them value. This is you know. Buying a franchise is a really scary thing. It's a big deal. It's a really scary thing. You want to help reduce those fears. You want to help build your credibility. You want to help build trust with them. And having a process to take your candidates through is critical to, to, uh, to doing just that. Um, having a process means you're just not going to wing it. Um, I had a guy, actually had a trainer uh, tell me recently that you know, he has this slide deck of 130 slides in his five days of training, but he doesn't always follow the slides. I'm thinking, holy cow, how do you know what's coming out the other end of your training if you don't do it pretty much the same way each time? And it's the same thing in sales. If you're not doing what works all the time, well, then, then you know, sometimes you're going to make a sale and sometimes you're going to blow the deal. So don't wing it. Follow the process. Um, if you're new in particular, you don't you don't really know. So so go off of what your trainers teach you. Go off of what uh, uh, someone you know that coaches you and tells you, hey, this is the way it usually works. Test it. You know, sometimes you'll tweak it. Uh, sometimes you'll want to do something a little bit differently, but you'll find something that works for you. Uh, so test it, measure what's going on, and then stick to what works. As I said a couple of minutes ago, be sure you explain it because there's a lot of benefits uh, to to you making the sale. A lot of conversion rate factors that come in there as you explain it, because as it says here, you build trust, you build credibility. Anytime someone is not fearful of what's coming down the corner, uh, around the corner, if they're not, if they don't have that uncertainty about what's coming next, they're going to relax. Uh, their fears are going to go down. And, it, and in this particular sale, it's going to make it, uh, uh, you know, again, that is a, in essence, a conversion rate uh, a strategy or something to do uh, to improve your conversion rates. Another tip 
uh, for improving your franchise sales skills is to set decision dates. Um, you know, I'm amazed at how many people don't do this, but this controls the process. This controls the timing on the sale. It actually will shorten your time to decision. <clears throat> because again, if you're in franchise sales uh, any more than six days, you know that time kills deals and you want to do everything you can uh, to, to tighten up on the amount of time someone is going to take uh, in order to uh, make a decision to buy a franchise or not. So setting that decision date sets, you know, puts a flag or a stake in the ground uh, and it'll help you work toward that and help you control the process. Um, now, when to set it, I, I typically uh, I typically will set it, you know, after a few calls with the person, maybe three, four calls, get three, four weeks in uh, with the person and then start talking about, well, you know, if, we're, if we do find the business that's really, really right for you, or the business of your dreams, uh, the business that's going to help you achieve all of your goals and your dreams, uh, when would you want to start that? Uh, uh, and they give you a date, and then you kind of work your decision date back from that point, because uh, there's training and there's there's other things that they'll have to do before they'll actually uh, um, actually go and start the business. So so you wanna you wanna set that decision date based on when they think they'd like to open. Um, now, be sure it's their date. When you when you set it, don't say, well, that, that means then, okay, if you want to open up in November, that means we should have a decision date by probably October 1st, right? You know, they'll agree with you, but, but be sure it's their decision date. Uh, and make sure you get that commitment. Don't just throw it out there. Okay, well, then we'll set October 1 as your decision date. No. Be sure they validate it. Be sure it's their date because you never want to get to that stage as you're getting closer to it and have them say, well, I never I never agreed to that or I didn't set that date or you were the one who came up with that. Be sure it's their date. Be sure they commit to it. Because what's going to happen is if you don't set decision dates, uh, I guarantee you what happens is because of their fear, whether it's, whether it's uh, conscious or subconscious, <clears throat> they're always going to be looking for, oh, you know, I, I think I want to I want to do this and this and this. Uh, and that'll help me make a better decision. Oh, OK. And you kind of go through that. And you let them do this and that and the other thing. And they go, OK, but there's one more thing I, I, I want to do such and such. Uh, I want to call five more. Uh, you know, I've already called five uh, uh, val validation calls, five franchisees. But I, I think I need to call another five. They'll always have these these reasons uh, for more work that they have to do, more things that they need to to decide, uh, 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 to help them decide. So that's what I call drift. Again, that absolutely kills deals because once you hit a certain place, um, they're not making a decision uh, or uh, the decision is definitely going to be a no. So you, you want to make get most of your sales made in, in probably 70, 75 days. Uh, I always say those 70 to 100 days, there's a lot of factors in there. But be sure when they're setting decision dates, it's in a reasonable amount of time. It's their date. You want to be sure they're not drifting. There's another thing about not drifting. I think it's the next one here. Nope. Uh, we'll talk about this one first. Have all the decision makers involved. Boy, if you've been in sales, again, for anything more than six days, you know you always want to have decision makers, all of the decision makers in, in, the, in the room. You never, you know, if you're B2B, when I used to be B2B, you'd never want to talk to the partner who loves you. The reason they're talking to you is they love doing what you 
are trying to sell them. And then they come back, oh boy, I'm sorry, Bob, my partner just won't buy into this. Got to have them all in the room. Believe me, it'll save you a lot of anxiety, a lot of wasted time. Have all the decision makers in the room. In the case of franchise sales, uh, what that is, is if that is going to primarily be the spouse. Uh, but there are influences, influencers, uh, your financial planners, your accountants, uh, if they have a personal mentor, uh, business advisor, career advisor, um, even though you will not be able to probably get in front of them, uh, you want to be sure you know who they are because uh, there are, we can't cover it here, but there are, there is positioning and ways that you can influence them when they go to some of these other people uh, that will help them uh, make a decision. But the key one is going to be the spouse. <clears throat> so sometimes it's a touchy subject and, and I've seen even the best of the best uh, kind of kind of believe in the candidate that they've been talking to their spouse all along, only to go to the spouse's dinner where it's all supposed to be uh, fun and games and wrapping up and signing agreements. And the spouse says, no, I'm not on board. Uh, so the, basically the way you want to approach this is very simply, you know, you know, Bob or, you know, Sue, um, who knows you probably the best? Yeah, you've got a really best friend, but your best friend and your spouse. Um, you want to make the right decision, right? Uh, you want to get all the people who know you the best. You want to have them involved. So it helps you make a great decision. Also, in the case of your spouse, you know, it impacts your spouse. It impacts your family. So you want to be sure the spouse is knowledgeable because you know what, Bob? You know what, Sue? What I've seen happen is uh, just a mismatch of excitement and, and knowledge and expectations. And I've seen people find the business of their dreams. It's going to do everything for them that they ever wanted it to do, but they waited too long to bring their partner into the decision. And so they come running at their partner with all kinds of excitement, all kinds of news. They're going to spend a hundred thousand dollars and the spouse just blows up. The spouse just totally rejects the idea and will never come back around. So get your spouse and there's great reasons why you should get your spouse involved early. So this is one of the ways or you could come up with a similar way to approach the topic in a way that that makes it appear and is beneficial to them, not just because you know that that person has to be in the room. All right, let's get on with it. Focus on them, not you. I know in in because I did it myself in my first sales job, um, I was so focused on on memorizing and learning all the features of the machine that I was selling. And and I was all about this awesome machine and I wasn't listening to them at all. I didn't 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 focus on how I could how the features of my machine could help them, how owning my machine was going to solve their problems. So, so particularly in franchise sales, we get too caught up in, oh, my company does this and we're wonderful at that. And we have the best model in the market because we focus so much on our brand. Uh, and if you're a broker consultant, you focus so much on, on the brands you're going to present <clears throat> that I think sometimes we fail to focus on the candidates. So, you want to get to know them, but just not professionally. I see a lot of a lot of people just go into, well, what's what's your um, 
what's your resume look like? You know, what's your profile on LinkedIn look like? And they fail to see pieces of that person per- personally that could be uh, indicators of something they'd be really, really good at or something that they would really, really love to do. Um, the way I get uh, through all of this is I have a fairly extensive questionnaire. In my course, in my training course, uh, fsacourse.com, you are going to see uh, you're going to see a, a four or five page questionnaire. Uh, I, I know some people use a one pager, uh, but I really think you're going to get to know the person better uh, and being sure it's a good fit for your franchise if you're a franchisor. Or if you're a broker consultant, you'll make better matches by having a more extensive questionnaire. <clears throat> Dig deep into there for the real reasons they want to buy. <clears throat> don't just hear, don't just accept that, oh, I want to control my own destiny. That's like a 30,000 foot generic, everybody says that answer. You want to dig deeper. Uh, so, oh, you know, uh, why do you, you know, you want to, you want to uh, control your own schedule? Why? In fact, I would say, ask why at least twice. Why do you want to control your own schedule? Well, I'd like to make it to my kids' events every once in a while. Oh, great. Well, why is that? Well, you know, when I was playing baseball, my father was always the traveling salesman, always on the road, never at my games. I was the only kid there whose parent, whose father wasn't in the stands. Wow. Now that's really the reason for that person wanting to control their own schedule and how owning their own franchise, owning their own business is going to achieve that. So dig really deep in for the real reasons. Dig in there for the personal motivations. I always ask, for example, on my questionnaire, there's like a dozen or more industry type categories and I'll always ask, you know, okay, they selected senior care. Well, well, why is that? Um, well, you know, we had real, both of us had real, real difficulty finding good care for our parents. And we were living in New York and our, our parents were in Iowa and, and we just struggled with that. And we really feel the need to be sure to help others never have to go through what we did long distance trying to solve this this care for our elderly parents problem. So again, dig in there deeper for those personal motivations. Know your inventory. Again, if you're a, this is particularly appropriate for consultants or brokers. Uh, uh, if And I always found out that, I always figured out eventually that if I really didn't seem to know a brand very well, if I hadn't talked to the franchisor's rep about the the, the uh about the concept. If I didn't learn some of those little ins and outs of presenting this brand, uh, I, I just didn't present it very, very well. And the candidate didn't have confidence that that was a good brand for them. <clears throat> if you're new to this business, how do you learn? Well, jump on on uh, as many um, of your uh, franchise broker organizations, uh, events or webinars or seminars, go to their conference, meet the brands. Uh, but I also watch the deals. When when your broker organization announces a deal, I pick that person up. If I see them make a deal a couple of times, I pick up the phone and call that brand. I want to find out about that brand. I want to find out why they're selling so many. And I also selfishly feel if they're selling a lot, well, then they must know how to close deals. And so I want to get in there uh with brands that certainly that match 
my candidates, but I want to get in there with brands that know how to sell. I want to give my referrals to people that know how to close deals. So let's wrap this all up. The five tips for improving your sales skills, improving your conversion rates is to use a sales process, um, set decision dates, uh, have all the decision makers involved, uh, focus, focus, focus on them. So you get to learn them. Uh, and it's not always about you. It's not always about your brand or it's not always about the logical portions of, of why people buy. Focus on them uh, and on the emotional pieces. And again, if you're a consultant or a broker, uh, know your brands well. Uh, and and I we shared today about how you can go about knowing your brands better. 